I'm talking about whatever career you're thinking of doing, or maybe even you've been in a career you don't like and you've been wanting to, now's the time to do it. And you've been wanting to, to change, to move to another career. Now's the time. Don't wait for another decade or two when the regrets start creeping in. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast bringing a down-to-earth approach to personal growth. On this show, we're helping individuals just like you learn about tapping into their incredible potential through insightful interviews and inspiring lessons. Our mission is to encourage you to always keep pushing towards achieving your dreams and to stay awesome along the way. Every time I hit record to create the magic that brings you guys to these episodes, I never fail to be grateful for that pivotal moment where I got to learn the ropes of what would become something I truly do enjoy. And that's the art of broadcasting. Turns out there's more to just sitting behind a mic and opening your mouth to say what's on your mind. This last particular detail did not fly over my head, and it was very much on my mind over the past few months. In this age of distraction that we're currently experiencing, I've noticed that certain things have become somewhat revolutionary, and that's being yourself, speaking your truth, and the consequences that come with that. I'm not kidding on this one. You hear a lot about authenticity and being vulnerable, but I get the feeling that the revolutionaries of today are the ones who speak their uncomfortable truths. And I, for one, believe that my next guest has a very solid take on the matter. Freeway Frank DePaolo was born and raised in Montreal and went on to become a popular Canadian radio personality. Having worked in the industry from coast to coast over the last 30 years, he has hosted some top radio shows, including the Canadian Top 20 Countdown, from Vancouver to Toronto to Calgary and back to his hometown in Montreal. In a surprising state of events, however, after having helmed hosting duties along with co-host Natasha Gargiulo on Montreal's Virgin Radio morning show for close to nine years, their services with the station were terminated, and both Frank and Natasha were quite literally tossed out. As heartbreaking as that undoubtedly was, Frank has remained true to his passion for broadcasting and chose to bring his voice and expertise to serve in a newfound medium, podcasting. As the host of the Drive-By Podcast, Frank takes off the shackles of traditional radio and, in his own singular, warm, and sometimes biting way, discusses topics and issues, some light, some tougher, from a perspective that I believe people need to hear. On this episode, Frank and I have a quite open conversation about how to overcome adversity despite such a public setback, pivoting and reinventing yourself, the dark side of freedom of speech, the hypocrisy of the industry, always staying positive, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 191 with Freeway Frank. Here we go. Every time I start the, uh, these episodes, I always like to celebrate the guest. And what I mean by celebrating is the fact that, you know what, people like you, especially because we're definitely going to get into that, with your very long-standing career in broadcasting, with your amazing personality, not just in commercial radio, but as a public figure, as you know, how you've always stood by your own personal values, you've always been a person, very outgoing, very heartwarming, very sincere. You've you. never hid behind you know, the, the persona of the, the, the superstar, you know, radio host and stuff, but you've always, you know, worn your heart on your sleeve. Um, and that transpired not only through your time, you know, on Virgin and other radio stations when you were in Vancouver as well. I was in Vancouver, Ben, but, you know, just connecting with the individual, that's what I sense. And, you know, having been a big fan of the drive-by as these past few months, it's something that really stands out. How you bring, again, a sense of sincerity 
a sense of truth, and a sense of, of course, standing by what you believe. And in these past few years, with this madness, this madness that's still going on, the people who have stood out and have taken a hit, we know, but whether on the Instagrams, have been canceled, have lost their jobs, have lost their life over a lot of things that we are going to get into, but you actually stood as a voice, one of many Thank who you actually so much. stood up. I really mean that, who actually stood up for what they believe in. And these were very uncertain times. These were very difficult times. These were very scary times. But you stood by your truth and you said what you felt. You didn't just go with the herd. And you were a voice that, you know, people, you know, might would have found abrasive, a little bit controversial. But we need we need to remember the fact that this is how, you know, change happens, because you must be you mustn't be afraid to stand for what you believe in, come what may. And for all of that, and for your terrific personality, for all that you do and all that you are, I just want to say thank you and welcome to the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. It's an honor to have you, Frank. The ATA Podcast, Olivier, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. You know, it's funny you should start the podcast, your podcast, by saying all that, and it means a lot to me. It does. Because it hasn't been an easy time in, I the, can last, imagine. in the last couple of years, especially for somebody that's worked in commercial radio for... 30 years minus two months before Natasha and I lost our gig and, you know, branching out on my own after the lawsuit, we ended up suing Bell Media. Not that mm -hmm. I could get into too many details about mm -hmm. that. Then COVID hit, as you know, was uncertain times for everybody. We didn't know much in the beginning. We found out a lot more as time went on. I wanted to launch the podcast. I couldn't launch the, the podcast, unfortunately, because I was in a, legal battle with my former company and my lawyers were like, don't start the podcast yet. Mm -hmm. Delaying the podcast made it harder for me when I, once I did start the podcast mm -hmm. because I wasn't able to bring my audience straight from the radio and, Oh, by the way, I have a podcast next day I'm on. So that wow. delay didn't help. Wow. Then COVID happened. That didn't help. And I'm not going to say that I entered a dark place, but I entered a dark place and wow. <laughs> And um, it was a tough, as for many people, I'm not going to sit here and say, woe is me, because that's not what I'm about. I'm about positivity. That's why I like your podcast so much Appreciate and the it. words that you said off the top. So I'm going to try to keep it positive, but there was a lot of negative that happened during that period of time. And it all started with the domino effect. It was truly a domino effect with us losing our gig and something mm -hmm. that I've known my entire life. I started radio when I was 19 years old and worked wow. across, across Canada. I was still in university and I had another job at the Royal Victoria Hospital in Montreal <laughs> as I started radio. So it's I knew that's what I wanted to do ever since I was a kid. But but when you have when you're so committed, you know my dad always said you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. But I did because I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a broadcaster and that's it. And that focus kept me determined to make it in my career. So then when you have all those years of success working, you know, on a syndicated show across the country, markets like Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, the top four markets. And then one day out of the blue, you wow. wake up, you go into the studio, you're gone. And you don't understand why. And there's no explanation. And they tell you it's, you know, restructuring and, then a lawsuit ensues. Wow. And then COVID comes in. And then 
you start talking about certain things on my Instagram lives, which mm -hmm. I believe you referred to off the top. Mm -hmm. You're true to yourself. You wear your heart on your sleeve, which I've always done. And I guess some people weren't used to having me completely unfil unfiltered. You know, there were little moments of me being unfiltered on the radio, but it was never the real, it was the real Frank as much as mm -hmm. I could be mm -hmm. on corporate radio. But then as I started to branch out doing my own lives and podcasting, then you heard the real Frank. And that, you know, a lot of good came from that because I felt like I was true to myself more than ever. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was opening up myself to everybody. I really felt it was the true freeway Frank, the true Frank. Wow. But... It came with a price and being honest and talking about the things I, I talked about. And it's got to be hard. I'm not saying I was canceled, but for the first time in my life, everything that seemed to flow perfectly in my career stopped flowing wow. <laughs> perfectly. And, uh, you know, I lost, I lost, I got my, we'll get into all that, but, you know, from losing sponsors to, um, that, it was, it was it was just not an easy time as you talked it was, about it, it yeah. you talked a lot about it because i can't imagine when even just on a personal basis and i don't want to sound insulting but you know us normal people who haven't been like into the spotlight you know just walking into the office and saying and again i'm very respectful i understand you know there, there are legal ramifications so again i just want to be you know very respectful about my questions but I can't begin. That's why I understand, understand the human story behind it. Because imagine just walking in and say, like, you know what? You've been asked you, your accent. Okay, we don't need you anymore. But wait a second. But I, I bring ears. I bring an audience. People like us. We have good ratings. And am I underperforming? No, no, no. And, and this is just the basic research I did. Now, that's just like, suppose you're not on the radio. And even one person just walking home like, hey, baby, you know what? What? I guess I lost my job. I gotta figure it out. But as, and I hope I'm not bringing up you no know, demons in that sense, but what do you feel like driving home and having to deal with that? Because a lot of us understand defeat, understand a bad day, but I don't think people really can understand to that level of just, just public exposures. It's like you're out there and they hang you out to dry. It's like, how do you come back from that? Well, because I try to be a positive guy like yourself, like you spew positivity. I could tell that's it's even when you're talking, it's, it's amazing. It's a talent that you have. Even Thank when you're you. saying negative things, Thank you're never you. cynical about it. You just no. have a way. So the first thing I thought, to be honest, right off the top, as I'm driving home, I don't have to get up at four o'clock. <laughs> and probably not for, for a long that's time. A that's, I was like, that's yes, win. win. And then, you know, after a few days, a few weeks, few months reality sets in and uh, I've never been somebody who's I mean we all get depressed mm -hmm. we, we all get sad but I didn't realize how much it would affect me until I guess COVID hit once COVID hit I started to realize certain things about my career that I always knew and mm -hmm. I love radio and broadcasting but I was always trying to do my best and do my gig without thinking of the corporate side, without thinking okay. of the micromanaging, without mm -hmm. thinking of all those things that come with it. I just did my job to the best mm -hmm. of my ability. So, but then I started to realize 
how uh, toxic an environment the corporate radio is. And it's not just me saying it. You heard from a lot of different people. So then, you know, I felt good about the fact that I was no longer working in a place that I felt, I guess I couldn't be me. And I just went along with it because it was my gig and I, I had an audience. And so, you know, driving home, as I said, I tried to be positive and in the next little while try to be as positive as I could about the situation. But it, it, Olivier, it still bothers me to this day. It, it's imagine. this is my career. It's something that I've done for thirty years of my life. It hurts, and sometimes all it takes is me turning on a radio, which I seldom do because I always give the analogy mm-hmm. that it's like turning on the radio, or let's see, you're you're somewhere and you haven't gotten over your your ex girlfriend, your ex, mm-hmm. or your ex boyfriend, and they're there and you see them. You know that effect. It's, it's yeah. just like. Like, you still have your heart. Yeah. And obviously. that's what radio is to me. It doesn't matter when I put it on, it still has me because I'm a radio guy. That's what I am. So it hurts and it still hurts three and How? a half years after the fact. Just bringing you back because I always enjoy origin stories. That's what I call the spark. 19, still working at Royal Victoria, but wait a <laughs> second. How do you, at 19, get a gig to be on the radio? Well, I was doing radio on um, Sham Radio, Champlain College in mm-hmm. CJEP. Then I started at Concordia University. I became the program director of the radio station at the Loyola campus. And it's something, as I said, I've always, since being four or five years old, I remember listening to radio in Montreal and thinking, I'm going to be on the radio one day. I had no idea what that meant because I remember unscrewing. I was a kid, three mm-hmm. or four years old, opening up the radio. And my parents almost killed me. What are you doing? You're what are you doing? I wanted to see what was in there, you know? And um, I just like the whole, you know, theater of, of the mind and the fact nobody could see you. Nowadays, you know, you can't do a podcast. You can't do anything without. That's why when you told me this was just audio, I, I was like, oh, that's great. Because everyone that interviews me is always, even though we're doing a visual for this mm-hmm. and you could see yeah, me and I can see you. That's why I put it but, making it Yeah, and it, for the intimacy, it, it does work. But that's the beauty about the radio, you know, medium, nobody sees you. They just hear your voice. It's a conversation. That's what I love about podcasting so much. It's, it's just something magical. So I felt like, you know, when I, when I was doing it in CJEP and university, I was right. I was like, yeah, this is magical. And somebody came in one day and they needed interns or people to put up banner at, at a movie premiere for a radio station called 990 Hits, which was the old CKGM at the time here in Montreal. And uh, I went, I, I applied, and they gave me the gig, and I'd drive around in a van putting up banners. Wow. And But knowing that at some point I was going to hand in a demo. Now my foot was in the door, and I wasn't going to ruin it. And um, as soon as a program director came to the building, they always liked me, but as soon as one listened to this 19-year-old punk, I started giving demo tapes, and that year in November of 1990, I started doing overnight shifts, and it was the biggest thrill, coming on from midnight to 5.30 in the morning and being on a a popular radio station here in Montreal. It was was exciting, and I miss that. 
what does it say because you talk about it and i can see it like you know gleaming in your eyes like you talk about it and you see yourself there that's amazing but yep. what does it say about the innocence if you will la naivete of yep. being young and taking a chance because people listening to us are still whether adults or we have a very diverse audience but a lot of them are always neglecting the fact that you know what bank on yourself bet on yourself and take that chance what yeah. does that say frank like can you speak to them as like you know what maybe it's gonna suck maybe you're gonna knock your ass off but you know what take that chance but yeah. that's what you did you got to give and it's the the mamba mentality and today is the third anniversary of i love kobe bryant and it's the third too. anniversary anniversary of his uh passing and his daughter's passing And so, you know, you got to give the best of yourself. You got you to have the passion, the perseverance, everything he talks about or talked about. And that's the way I try to live my life. What's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. All right. Keep going. Try it again. Don't give up. You know, believe in because if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. And so many people have accomplished so much. And I don't only talk about media. That's what I know. I'm talking about whatever career you're thinking of doing or maybe even you've been in a career you don't like and you've been wanting to now's the time to do it and you've been wanting to to change to move to another career now's the time don't wait for another decade or two when the regrets start creeping in see i look back now i won't have any regrets i don't have any regrets and i tell my wife that all the time because i did what i wanted to do which was radio and now with podcasting it's just a exciting new venture and we're starting this reset we're starting all over and all right Let's see where this goes. But you, whatever it is you want to do, you don't want to be old and sitting down on your rocker having whatever it is you drink or maybe even a glass of water and have any regrets about your life and the chances you didn't take. What's the worst thing that could happen? Whether... Somebody will say yes at a certain point if you bug them enough. <laughs> And you know what? Those doors, you actually have to, again, that, that's why it's such a great metaphor to actually put your foot in the door. Because if you can just do that, you can get someone's attention. You can get someone's yeah. collaboration. And what I love about the fact that you didn't shy away from telling, you know what? You did a graveyard shift. You did a graveyard shift. Okay, you weren't the morning man. You weren't like, you know, the drive-by. You weren't the afternoon guy. But you know what? You were on the station. You were part of the roster. You And you made the best of what you have. And that's what builds a career. Because Absolutely. why I'm bringing that up is because a lot of us want to kill the process. We want to burn through the process. We want the cheat code right now. We want the main gig right now. But you're telling us that it takes stepping stones. It takes a process. Look, I don't want to be the guy that, that shits on, you know, millennials and because I have millennials listening to me as well. You know, I don't want to be saying, oh, this generation, it comes out sometimes because it's normal. Generations, look at previous generation generations with some criticism or some accolades. Then they'll look at the next generation and go, ah, oh, they don't know how, how good they have it. You know, we didn't have this and didn't have this. Uh, one of the topics from episode 82 of the Drive-By Podcast Love where it. I talk about that. But, you know, I don't want to criticize anybody today but yeah we do live in a world where we want to consume things very quick we get whatever we want when we want when it comes to anything food entertainment whatever you you want it you got it and because of that it's not the fault of of this generation but they want things like you said they want to burn through everything but i had almost a close to a decade of paying my dues. Remember that line? I don't even know yes, if that sir. line exists in 2023, but it's a, it's a it's a dark art now. Yeah. But paying 
my dues, paying your dues existed when I started in my career. And as I said, I put one decade to the side and did everything I had to do so that the next, you know, 20, 20, 21, 22 years were where I needed those career years to be. And that brought me the success. But if I expected things to happen right off the top in my radio career, forget it. And so, yeah, working a graveyard shift, working over the Christmas holidays, not coming home from Vancouver to see my family, tight-knit family. I'm Italian, a lot of like Haitians. We're very close. One of my very good friends is Haitian, so I know uh, we're very close to our families. And so, you know, my advice to to younger people would be you got to put in the hard work. Nothing comes easy. And I know not everybody thinks that way when it comes to this generation, but like you said, you know, it's people want it and they want it now and burning through it is not going to bring you the success you think it's going to bring you. The hard work is going to bring you the success and knowing how bad the bad times were before you get to the good times. That's important too. Love it. Love it. When you think about, again, these 30 plus years, plus again, this new chapter that podcasting is bringing, um, do you ever do some, again, you talked about, you know, how podcasting is more freeing to you right now, like the shackles are off, you can actually be yourself. What does that say about today's struggle with people, people's struggles today to be more authentic? Because I realized you talked about that in a recent episode, like, are you the same person online as you are in real life? And about where do we go? Oh, again? you really I listen. <laughs> I do. I'm a big fan. Like, I don't, awesome. I never shook a go with it. When I reach out to you, I am that I, guy. That's amazing. And I love it. It's it's hard because I realize that sometimes we tell people exactly what they want to hear just so we're not yeah. we're, we're not brushing the wrong way. And I try to teach my kids this all the time. Don't water yourself down to please or, you know, be more convenient for someone else's insecurity. And for someone like you and you mentioned the fallacies that commercial radio is dealing with right now, which is why I personally never listen to it. Like, seriously, because a it's repetitive in terms of, you know, the musical content, the musical catalog right now. And I'm 40. So I've seen, you know. You know, there are certain radio stations that are okay, but if you're looking for like the traditional ones, like the top names that we know in Montreal, it's always the same catalog. Et en plus, I'm sorry to say it, des jokes plates le matin. So where I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Like seriously. Um, but you've seen it, and why is it so hard for us? Is it because, again, just talking about commercial radio, is it just because of the contractual agreements? There are things you can't say, or the fact that people are just so afraid to be themselves, or is it a mixture of the both? I think as the years have gone by in the radio industry, you know, it's opened up a bit more where personalities are able to be just that, you know, less announcerish mm -hmm. and more of a genuine personality. But I think radio still hangs on to that, you know, whole old school, you, you know, don't offend, don't be safe, be down the middle. That's, mm -hmm. that's the line I used to hear all the time. Down the you middle, know, down the middle, which means what does down the middle mean? Basically it's safe. So you're never going to take a chance and go left. You're never going to take a chance to go right. Why not? If, if you do it and your goal is not to be offensive and it's just to have a conversation, which has always been my goal. Then if you have a way of making that connection, it shouldn't matter what you're talking about, people should be willing to listen. And that's the thing I love about the drive-by is I could have a conversation like that either with my guests or on a solo cast and talk about a sensitive issue like 
many podcasts ago, many episodes ago, I was talking about Kanye West mm-hmm. and what I thought was happening with Kanye West. Because, you know, it's easy to just crap on somebody, which the majority of the people are, oh, Kanye West, he's a nut job. Or whatever. But then you go, no, no, this guy is, he's a bright guy. He's He knows what he's doing, but he's a broken guy. There's yeah. there's obviously something not right here. But who am I? Right. I'm not a psychologist or a doctor. And what I love about, and I really, I'm not just saying this for shameless plugging. I really enjoy the fact that you, your personality shines through the solos because you know what? It's like, like I was telling my wife, just preparing for the episode coming into a couple of days before. What I like about Frank's recordings is the fact that it's like if you're on his porch and you're just going down the neighborhood, hey, Frank, what's up? How are you doing? And you're talking about uh, kids being ungrateful for Halloween because like, you know, you're just giving him like a little snicker bar and you're like, that's it. Or, you know, how about manners are gone or, you know, why brownie is now a bad word or, you know, you just talk about stuff. You can actually do current affairs. You've, you've gone after Justin Trudeau a lot. <laughs> or you could talk about something as dumb as the the heist that happened on the Cary Boulevard. And yeah. it's just you find a way to keep it so well-rounded and down to earth. And I think that's what brings your listeners in. Because Malcolm Gladwell said it in a TED Talk where he talked about, you know, because he was talking about, you know, how we find our tribes and find, you know, the right people around us. And he thinks that people are too concerned with coming up with the perfect Pepsi formula. And what Pepsi realized that there are no, there's not such a thing as the perfect Pepsi. There are only perfect Pepsis. So, so when you're making content or you're trying to reach out to an audience or trying to connect with a group, you will find your tribe, as Seth Golden put it, your tribe will find you. So in terms of listenership, and that's something I've learned as well. I'm not sure if you, of course, you have more experience than me. You're, you don't need all the listeners. You need the right listeners. And is that something that you've experienced with the drive-by, you know, with this new dawn of like connecting with people on a more intimate level, do you think? Absolutely. I think the people that listen, I encourage to reach out to me, DM me. It is a tribe. You're, you're a thousand percent right. These are people that make an effort to not only listen, but download. As you know, as a podcaster, it's very hard for somebody to click. So I try to explain to people all the time, getting a download, even one download is not easy. It's not because, easy. Because people sometimes will just go there and listen, and but to hit, click that download, it says that they're way more than just a passive listener. You know, Like you said, they really are one of your tribes people. Can we say Maybe. tribesmen still? I don't know. That's why I said tribesmen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because we're <laughs> you know? so you have to be so cautious now. It's like you're always questioning yourself. Like, do, can I say that? Can, I don't care. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it really brings it down to earth. And what have you? Do you sometimes ask yourself, like, wh- well, I'm sure you've because you, you analyze the industry, and you why has podcasting exploded so much? over the past couple of years? Is it because everybody wants to tell their story or is it is it the new way to just get popular because like they saw Frank as like, hey, this probably looks easy. Let me do that. What has explained this explosive adoption of podcasting recently? What do you think? Anyone could do it. So, the you know, back in the day, let's say you, back in the day, it's still there, radio, broadcasting, television. Not everybody can do it. You know, not everybody could walk into a, a studio and say, let me do the uh, six o'clock news. Anybody could give a new story. And with the dawn of social media, anybody could go on from their own, whether it's a home studio, whether they have the green screen behind them 
like you, like me right now, just sitting, having the microphone, having a conversation, anyone can do it. And that's an exciting thing for many people and everyone, because I would much rather have 100 million journalists all reporting their own story. Mm -hmm. And then I piece it together and find out what's really going on out there, as opposed to three or four big corporations running all of media, telling you and feeding you the same message. So I think the fact that it's accessible and anyone can do it, you know, it's as easy as going to to Google, typing in how to start a podcast. They give Mm -hmm. you all the information, boom. And then, you know, of course, then there's, I know you got into it for the right reasons. I can tell there's a, there's a mission behind what you're doing. There's a reason why you're, why you're doing it. Same thing with me. For me, it was a transition from radio to podcasting. Mm -hmm. For some people, they just want to get rich and they want to get famous and they find out right away. This is actually (laughs) a lot of work. It's not easy. I get that so much. I get that so much. I had, I had so many conversations because I get these all the time. Like, Hey, like, you know, can I pick your brain? How to start a podcast? And I actually did that. I actually sat down like, okay, let me see if you can put your money where your mouth is. I sat down and I gave a masterclass, like 30 minutes to this guy. I'm like, okay. So now that we've done 30 minutes, I expect a episode from you in the next two weeks. Crickets. It's been a year and a half now (laughs) because they realize it's a lot of work. Correct. And anyone could talk to talk, but to actually sit down and do it. It's not easy. You have to have, I mean, you could learn the skill. Anyone could do it, but to do it obviously properly is much harder. But the, the original question that you asked, you know, why are so many people out there doing it? I think a lot of people just want to have a voice. And how would you have a voice before podcasting came out? You're right. It's it's how I mean, 15 minutes of fame reporter on the street asking you a question going into the old uh, music plus or much music. Um, what were they? What was that? Um, the, the that booth. With, yeah, the, the booth. Yeah, and you, and, uh, yeah. And then you you give your thoughts, whatever the case is, you know, call up a TV station or a, a talk show and voice your opinion before they cut you off after. So now. You could literally go on your social media, and many do, and put a picture up on their story or their post on Instagram, comment on whatever they want instantly. Wow, incredible. And what? Now I could go on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever, wherever, and or YouTube and host a podcast? Yeah, I'm going to do that. So it's just easier for anyone to do it. And I think that's why they're – and people want to hear stories. Mm-hmm. And people want to make true connections. And unfortunately, I thought, you know, radio was going down that road. But as much as they say they're going down that road, they're not. They're not. They're not doing anything to save the industry. And I think podcasting and podcasters, no matter what the podcaster is referencing or talking about, you know, you want this, you could get it. You want that, you could get that too. And you could get anyone literally across the planet doing it and it's accessible to the world. That's pretty exciting. So I think that's what's made it enticing to so many people. It's, it's very telling because you talk about, you know, the creator, the speaker, just reaching out to someone like no one would ever listen to this. Like no one would ever send an episode about collecting stamps or no one would an episode. There's so many podcasts about yep. so many topics around the world 
And, you know, just listen, just going around and researching a bunch of other podcasters around the world, it's crazy. Like, you know, podcasters in Ghana, podcasters in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, there are so many. And you realize, you know what, as you said, everybody has a story. Everybody has a voice. And this really, 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 really lowers the playing field. It's leveled to a point of insanity. You know, can just do this over your phone. I tell people this all the time. You don't need the big studio. You don't need the big gear. It helps. It's nice, but don't be fooled by all the the drama and the scene you see on you. Oh, they got such a great studio. He's got the great drive-by neon sign. That happens <laughs> off your time. Yeah, it's kick-ass. I'm telling you, I want one. And, but <laughs> it's 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 really it's really people need to hear this because why? Because a lot of times, as you said, as we said at the top, we have a voice. You have something that you think about. You have something on your mind. You have something in your heart. And you know what? You should not think that, you know, oh, this is probably going to ruffle some feathers or I can't say that or nobody wants to hear me. And you stand for that, Frank. You really stand for that for the fact that, you know what? We all have a story to tell. We all have this, this one thing that we believe in. And you know what? You are allowed to speak up. And that's why I want to piggyback, just segue a little into this, because this matters a lot to me. Free speech is something that's thrown around a lot. But free speech is one of the founding pillars of a, not, I'm not even going to say democratic society, of a people, just as a, as a, as a well-being, you know, just solid society. Free speech, we have a right to say what we think, and we should not feel hindered or threatened or endangered for what we think or say. But again, some people can have incendiary comments, Donald Trump, um, but... What I love about you is the fact that you talk the talk and you really put your money where your mouth is. You put yourself out there over the past two and a half years over some very, very damaging topics. But you felt that you had to be the voice of sanity in a world that was going crazy around you. Like, listen, what is going on? Like, can we can we take two seconds to breathe? And I know that cost you, you know, for the business, for the podcast, for relationships, because you talked about it openly. But. It's a very low-hanging fruit question. Why is it so hard for us to actually stand in our truth? Why are we so afraid to tell the truth? Why does it take, you know, why do you have to be to sound like a revolutionary like Martin Luther King or Gandhi to stand for the truth? Why is it so hard now because of all the fallacies of Instagram? Like, let me not say this because it's, I, I don't want to get in trouble. But you went out there and you did it. And as you said openly, you paid some consequences but you're also standing within the light of no regret. And that takes a lot of courage. Thanks. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, freedom of speech is all we, we have. Democracies, like I know you said, you brought up democracies, and that, that's the pillar of what we, we stand for as a society, as a people, United States, Charter of Rights here, you know, U.S. Constitution, just to mention a few. If you can't speak your mind and say, now minus the you know bigotry or hate, and mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that kind of hatred speech, anything like that, but you should be able to have a conversation about anything and say, okay, well, there are some people on this side of the spectrum who think like this, and mm -hmm. there's other people here who think this way. Can we not question? Can we not have a conversation? Why are we so scared? I think what people do is they look at the percentages and i even had a friend tell me this and he wasn't wrong he goes you know what frank you kissed about 80 percent of your audience <laughs> he told me this over dinner and as a guy that is like a mentor to me and i respect wow. him tremendously but he wasn't wrong he goes you, you kissed about 80 percent of your audience away 
by being by by doing what you did. And I said, telling the truth. He goes, yeah, a lot of what you said was honest and truthful, but you can't say that stuff. I said, well, mm-hmm. says who? Uh, yeah, it comes comes with a price tag. There's no doubt about it. But people are scared because people don't want to lose face in society. They want to lose their jobs. People like to go with the percentages. All right, 80% of the people signed up for this. I'm going to go with the 80%. You, right. you don't know how many people I know who think this way. I had somebody telling me tell me that today. Well, Frank, you know, 80% of the people were for it. So what does that make? Might, them? As, 80%? Well. Might as well. Now, that being said, I never really cared about whether somebody did, didn't in what whatever conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to, to say, all right, how about this? Or can I question this? Can I ask a couple of questions? I'm curious. Lisa, nowadays, you can't ask anything. You can't. Without somebody thinking you have an ulterior motive. Oh, yeah. Why is he talking about that? Or why is he posting that? Why is she posting that? That's because he's a crackpot. She's a conspiracy theorist. No, we're asking a question. Can't we ask these questions? So it's become scary in today's world to say anything. People are even scared. I had was talking to a woman about this yesterday, about her son in school. People are even scared to say boy or girl now. You know, because no. of what's going Yeah. And so I, I don't know about you. I'm not scared to say any of that stuff. No. And I don't care what people think because I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just stating the truth. There is mm-hmm. such a thing as biological men and women. That's it. But if making the statement that I just made is gonna offend some people. But you know, the the day that you're afraid to speak and give your and let's be honest, most people are passive speakers and passive listeners. They don't want to get into any debate. They don't want to get into any controversy. So sometimes they bite their lip, they move on. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never done that. <laughs> so, you know, more than ever now, I want to give my thoughts, give my my opinions on things. But look, I'm not going to lie. I had a, a representative, somebody who represents me, mm-hmm. say to me, Frank, is this going to continue as a hobby? And I was like, hobby? Uh, this is not a hobby. I, I want this to be the next chapter in my career. Mm-hmm. I said, why? Well, because if you plan on making money ever again, you know, you got to push back on what you're talking about. And I said, well, what am oh. I What am I talking about? And then the person mentioned, and you know, it's a person I respect, and they mentioned mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things. And I said, what's wrong with that? No one's going to advertise with you. No one's going to sponsor you if you're talking about that stuff. Wow. What's wrong with that stuff? There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but we live in you know trying times. People are very sensitive. You can't. Don't you see how corporations, the world, just hang on certain movements and they're there right away? Oh, you mean the fakers? They're just there to mm-hmm. say we're here, but then they don't do nice. anything. It sounds nice. So I'm like, listen, I'm equal opportunity when it comes to everybody, I have no hate in my heart for anybody. I could have a conversation with everybody and love everyone. But if I'm talking about gay rights or talking about BLM or talking about U.S. politics, game politics, if I can't have an opinion and merely having an opinion and stating something that is not necessarily... It's become dangerous now. It's dangerous. So what do you do? Well, you keep doing it, as you said, and you start building a tribe of people who understand you. And then you build stronger connections, which I think I'm doing. And the people who love you, love you even more. And those are, and that's what's great about podcasting is 
you create this audience, hopefully from niche to something mm-hmm. larger. Mm-hmm. Expand that audience with people who just appreciate honesty and open conversation. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I noticed with you know the ATA podcast and what you do is that you're just being who you are and saying what you're saying. And there's there shouldn't be anything wrong with you being who you are without people automatically labeling you a bigot or racist or saying something negative about you because you don't necessarily agree with what the masses are saying. That comes with a lot of, again, self-assuredness, I believe. Uh, That's an example I'm taking from you because, again, having been behind the glass wall, like, you know, the Garden of Eden of, you know, just commercial radio and superstardom, VJ and stuff like, you know, just like morning radio, man. It's so easy to forget the fact that at the behind that facade is a human being. And you talked about how you had to be, I don't want to say fake, but you had to play the role for the sponsors and the radio station. And I get it. You know, everybody has to pay bills. And, you know, we're in a court, we're in a capitalist society. And you know what? We want to please the sponsors. And you see that in movies. You see that in the media. It's like, yeah, we have to please the sponsors, please the sponsors. And sometimes it's even placed to comedic effect in movies. But when I hear I hear you talking about it on the real front, like losing sponsors, getting basically no shadow banned on social media, and all because I'm telling the truth. This is a very dangerous slope. You know, if this is can, if this is going to be the status quo, if I have to say what you want me to say, what does what does that say about how telling our kids like you know be yourself and always speak your mind and stand in your own truth and you know what if they don't like it tough it I will that is you can't be a hypocrite you have to you have to take that chance and be who you are and I want to you know just just follow up on what you were saying because you know what you made me think of the fact that. Why is it so hard to admit that you don't know? See, myself, I have gay friends, I have trans friends, but again, I have I'm using the word very very respectfully. I'm traditional, see? I don't understand, you know, the plight of a trans person. And I'm willing to say that. I am not saying that in a discriminatory way, but I I just don't understand, but I'm willing to listen to you just as don't make me feel like an idiot or like a bigot just for the sake. How come you don't understand my plight? Yeah, no, I don't. I just, I just don't. Okay. Or someone who is not married, who doesn't have kids. And I can totally respect the fact that you want to be single, but that's not me. I'm married. I have kids. You probably don't understand my reality. Oh, how come you come? You can't come hang out with us at 10 o'clock on Saturday. Cause I'm home and I'm trying to sleep. And I have other things, you know, priority. I still love you. Like maybe once in the blue moon, I'll go out with the guys, but I can't do that when I, the same way I used to when I was 20 and, and 20, but I respect the fact that you're still doing it and that's okay. We can still love each other. We can have that conversation. Yeah, We can, it is totally okay. We can totally okay. And we can go something as basic as human as kids, no kids, married, not married to something as incendiary as like, okay, you got the job. I didn't. It doesn't doesn't make you a good person. Doesn't make me a better person. I have my own opinions. Like in terms of you know the entire insanity that we went to over the past two and a half years, I had to get it because my father was sick in Haiti and I could not travel if I didn't get it. And I had to go see my dad. These are very real, valid reasons. Did I approve of everything that happened? Absolutely not. I had to follow the herd. I'm still dealing with the repercussions, and we're just like, you know what? You look back at it, as you said, there's a lot we didn't know then that we know now. And you're like, do you realize that people lost their jobs? Do you realize that people 
went through a lot of mental struggles and are still dealing, dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress. Do you realize that you shut down an entire society for, again, I guess what you thought were the right reasons, but these are things that you, and I'm probably going to probably, this episode is probably going to go down for saying this, but I'm, I am very, very much applauding you for being an example because a lot of people will say like, you know, say the truth, tell the truth, free speech, because it sounds nice, but a lot of people don't understand that there's, there's a, there's a sacrifice that comes with this. There's an actual dedication that goes with telling the truth. And I want to thank you for that because it's not something that people should take lightly. If you stand in free speech, if you stand for free speech, you really have to know what that means. And as a broadcaster, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people just say it, but don't go with it. But that's something that I thank you because I'm trying to learn on this broadcasting journey as well. And that's something I realized just talking with you and listening to your content that I need to get very anchored in. And uh, I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate your words. And, um, you're a thousand percent right. You know, you you realize really quickly who your true friends are. I mean, now looking back, and I look at especially the almost decade of being on the radio in Montreal, I realize who my true friends were. My phone, Ollie, would ring all the time. And I was convinced all these people loved me because, you know, I'm their friend, right? Mm-hmm. And they act like like that, like it's more than an acquaintance. We're friends, and then after I went on and spoke my truth, and I and I know I'm I'm not. This is not another woe is me story, but my phone doesn't ring anymore. It doesn't ring the same way. Imagine it used that. to ring. Yeah, it doesn't ring the same way. It's uh, some people think uh, I went loopy. <laughs> some people think, you know. I went against the masses. Obviously, I lost my mind. Um, I said things that I didn't say. A lot of people made up stuff that I said. I never said that. I never said, don't take it. I never said, take it. I just said, can we just question what is going on? Have a conversation. Most of the people I know took it. So, by the way, I don't say what it is. I think everybody Uh knows what we're talking about because the minute you say those words, that label is going to come on the podcast. Always. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, it's, it's hard not to say those two words, but mm-hmm. and the, the big C word, then you'll get that, <laughs> that label on the podcast. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, I realize now who my true friends are and the people who care about me and who are just there along for the ride because you're popular and you did a big radio show and people just wanted to latch on that. It's a, it's a lot more real now in, in the sense that, oh, okay, well, this is going to be an exciting new chapter. I'm going to have to work a thousand times harder. Things seem to come easier when I was doing commercial radio. Everybody wanted a piece of you. It was, it was just easier. I was telling somebody that today, a client that I was speaking to. It's, it's, it's harder when you have to hustle and um, make it work, whatever it is you're doing. And you know, somebody brought it to my attention. You are an entrepreneur now. You're doing your yeah. own doing thing. Your own. Thing. You're doing your own business, and yeah, I do everything. It's it's literally been what I've known for 30 years. Push a button, reset button. Let's start over. It has nothing to do. Yeah, there's some experience that comes from radio that I've transitioned into podcasting, but for I'm the most sure. part, yeah, for the most part, it's something completely different. So there's a lot to learn and. There's a, it's it's a lot of hard work, as you said, and 
I don't have a, another career. The career that I've always had was broadcasting. That's all I know and all I've wanted to do. So yeah, saying those things that I said, whatever it is <laughs> that I said that was so bad, uh, hurt. And um, But I have a feeling it's we're hitting the, you know, the dawn of a new day. And I just can tell now by people who sign up for the, the podcast, follow the podcast, refollow me on Instagram. Oh, that person. I remember oh. that person. Had some really few choice words to say <laughs> about me. And, oh, that person's back. Oh, that person's back. I imagine that. You start, you start noticing a lot of, like, I never, Ollie, remember in my radio career getting any heat. I never, like, I always wanted heat, and I never got heat. And then, man, did I get heat during that oh. one year of what we went through. Just the nastiest messages and emails that I never thought people could write. And I would write back to some people and say, you know, screenshot this because one day you're going to read it back and you're going to wonder why you wrote me this. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's what you're writing is terrible. And I go, and in the end I'll be vindicated because in the end, it's not going to matter. I'm just telling you now, whether you were right, I was right, whoever was right, but it won't matter. But what will matter is, will you be able to face yourself in the mirror and relive how you treated some people? I know I face myself in a mirror every day and you know, any of the battles I have are with me. <laughs> it's it's not with anyone else. It's I don't feel bad about anything I said to anybody because I, f- I felt like I was always fair and diplomatic. I'm all about diplomacy. So, there you go. and some people are going to have to live with that, w- what they go. said, and I'm okay with it. So, there you go. There you go. Again, personal truth and standing in your own your own authenticity which is something that I encourage a lot because I know a lot of us sometimes are wearing, you know, some kind of costume and going out into the world and facing it. But at the same time, you have to come home and you shed that layer and look at yourself in the mirror. Like you have to like who you see, you know, whether after the 30 year career or after like, you know, really crappy shift at the end of the day, are you happy with yourself? You know, everybody has a crappy day. Everybody has a crappy week. We all go through some muck at some point, but you know what? Like I read this at some point, the sun also rises. Tomorrow morning is another day and you get to actually be. And I tell my kids this all the time. Wherever you go, there you are. So make sure that this person that you're taking care of and that you're going out into the world and having adventure with, which is you, is a person that you can tolerate and love, you know, every other Great day. Advice. That's what, that's why I love the no regrets part. You know, it's something that, you know, people should take down and champion. Um Total side note question, because I am curious about, again, stuff behind the scenes. What does a morning shift look like? How early does one have to wake up to be at the station for 5 a.m.? Don't that remind show? me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me this the other day. Uh, you know, what don't you miss about the job? That's the number one thing is was wow. waking up at, you know, any anywhere between 4 to 4.15 every morning, Monday to Friday for almost 10 years. And then I did morning radio in Calgary. So half of my career was morning radio 15 years. Wow. And that that takes a toll from you. And I have a friend of mine who was actually um, on episode one, my friend uh, Rick the Temp Campanelli, who was mm-hmm. on Much Music for many years and mm-hmm. television radio broadcaster. Um, so he said something to me recently. He just left his radio gig after 13 months. He was having a hard time. You know, it was taking, he goes, I don't know how you did it for so long. It it, it drains you. It it kills you. It's physically debilitating, mentally. 
And then you're working with consultants, American consultants, Canadian consultants. Uh, everybody's a manager, your actual managers and everyone else. Uh, there's a big demand. You're, you're dealing with a big audience. You know, we've had, we had at last count 1.8 million people supposedly to listen to That's a to lot us. of years. Yeah. So, and it's so, it's, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And doesn't matter. Radio, radio, people, uh, radio audience doesn't care. You wake up in the morning and you're Me having either. a bad day because they're having a bad day and you need to say something funny or something they're going to be able to wow. laugh about on their car ride to work. So, you know, you have to always be on and focused. It's Let's go. Got to make it happen. Let's it's, go. A tough, it's not an easy job, but I loved it. I miss it. But I don't miss it if I have to go back and execute it the way it's being executed right now. I have no interest. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in talking for 90 seconds, mm -hmm. saying the call letters, and playing another song we just heard last hour, and uh, having a conversation with my co-host that is not necessarily um, inauthentic, but... Just very on the surface, very... Superficial, superficial. you know fluffy uh no i want to be able to turn on the mic do this do this within means i mean i understand it's a commercial radio station i have to play some music but mm -hmm. you know no no rules in the sense that you have 90 seconds you have to do this you have to say that don't do this don't do it's so formatted and so i don't miss any of that stuff but you know the studio in the morning especially i worked with three other great people over the years um, and uh, we had a great relationship, Natasha being one of them, Lee, who joined the show, Tom before that. We always got along. Uh, the studio, you, you're like a family. You know? You're up every day. You spend more time. I was doing some calculations. I was telling my wife, I think I spend more time with Natasha <laughs> and with Tom you. and Lee than with you sometimes. <laughs> you know? And uh, wow. but now it's like I spend all my time with my wife because she works remotely. I'm here doing stuff for my studio. We're always, you know, now it's too much. We're always together. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, that's that's what a studio looks like in the morning. It and it's it really feels like family and people send you breakfast and you bring your own breakfast and you share things and wow. you share a conversation. It really is morning radio, especially the way it should be executed is a lot of fun. But once corporations take over, it's, it's a whole other anymore. game. Yeah. It's a whole other game. Wow. Wow. You know, we could go at this for months on end, but again, I will always respectful of my time. I know we're coming up on top of the hour, so I'm not going to abuse more of your generous time. <laughs> Um, I just want to say really and highlight what a genuine thrill this conversation was, Frank. I can't tell you how giddy I am because I appreciate that, you know, the person that I'm a fan of on the drive-by is the same individual that I've had the honor and privilege of having on the show. I just want to celebrate everything that you've done and that you're still doing. I don't know what's what's coming down the pipeline for the drive-by, but I am excited. You have a faithful fan and listener to me and to, you know, just success downloads and authenticity that's all i can wish you but again for all of us here at the waking yosem podcast thank you so much for for this wonderful time i really want to say thank you ali thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me on uh, your podcast you've awakened the awesome in me <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even Love i didn't it. even have to write that down Love it. Uh, and i really appreciate your positivity and people like you make this world a better place and i've enjoyed my conversation in the last hour with you and i hope this is wife approved 
I really hope she. she oh, definitely, it. definitely, definitely. It already has a seal of approval. Awesome. We do have a running tradition as we close out the podcast. What I like to call the next step, leaving the floor open to the guest. You know, whether it's a personal mantra, daily affirmation, morning habit, a book, a song, a song, uh, anything that you know, anyone listening to this, even one person, can wake up tomorrow as their next step towards their next level. Is there anything you can leave the listeners with? Yeah, one of the most important things, and I try to, and I have to be reminded by this. Sometimes it's my wife on the couch looking at me and going, "Live in the now, live in the now." Remember, we only have a moment, the moment that we're living in. And I know you hear about this all the time in books, people talking about it on online, and but that's all we have. Enjoy the moment, really absorb. Like I really enjoyed this hour with you. And whatever you're doing is what you're focusing on, which is right now. And yeah, you can look a little ahead. Don't look too far ahead. And one of the worst things you could do is look too far behind. As a matter of, matter of fact, if you could avoid that rear view mirror, which I tend <laughs> to do every now and then, because objects appear closer than they actually are, and they never they never leave you, right? There's, there's ghosts back there of the past, and you need to move on. And that's something that we battle with as humans every day that you know stop looking back keep on walking forward that would be my advice live in the moment and enjoy your life today because we're we're not um we're not guaranteed tomorrow and that's an important thing you i can't say that enough because time just flashes by oh, and i can't believe by. 30 years of my radio career has come and gone and just like that another 30 years will come if we're lucky to still be around yes we and are. uh so i appreciate being on this podcast and um I wish you the best of luck, Ollie. All the success is deserved. Definitely, definitely. Our, uh, shameless plugging time. Any particular places that we want to direct the listeners with that they want to connect with you? You could reach me at Freeway Frank on Instagram or Twitter. You could follow the Drive-By Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. It's everywhere. Podbean. You name it, it's there. At some point, episodes will be back on YouTube as well when I do have guests on. Um, I'm everywhere. You could always reach out to me. I try to respond as quickly as I can. I love speaking to people. And I appreciate everyone who's been there since the beginning. And hopefully I've gained a few more drive buyers after they've listened to this podcast. And I wish you nothing but uh, the best as well with your podcast. Obviously. Obviously. I will link all the web presences and the appropriate links, guys, as you know, as I always do, you know, on the episode once it goes live. Guys, it's been an amazing exchange with Freeway Frank. Uh, man, I am so blessed to have all these wonderful guests, but this was a tremendous, tremendously fulfilling hour. Frank, wishing you again all the best of love and success and blessings to you and yours. Guys, thanks so much for following the journey, supporting the podcast with all your wonderful comments. It's always the fuel that we need to keep going one episode at a time. As always, stay blessed stay safe and as always do stay awesome this has been another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast we always love to get your feedback so please do drop us a line via instagram facebook or email our email address awaken the awesome at gmail.com do visit our official website at awaken where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests also if you haven't already please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.